Welcome to the Sweet Freedom Dialogues Blood Sugar and Beyond podcast by Vivid Vitality Wellness. I'm your host, Anna Dornier. If you're new here, let me share what's special about our first few episodes. Each one is an audio version of a chapter from the Sweet Freedom book designed to give you the insights you need to lose weight sustainably while also managing healthy blood sugar levels. We're here to explore weight loss and well-being from a different lens, one that goes beyond counting calories and fad diets. So grab a cup of tea, put your feet up, and let's unravel the wisdom for a life lived vividly and well. Sugar Savvy Starts, First Steps to Lasting Weight Loss. This is Chapter 2 of Sweet Freedom Weight Loss for Women 40+, plus, and I welcome you and congratulations you made it to Chapter 2 and Episode 2 of this podcast or audiobook. Welcome! If you're here, you most likely have tried to lose weight before, haven't we all? <laughs> We've tried the pills and fad diets. I've seen many in my career and I've tried many as well. But from my own experience, there are a handful of effective fat loss principles that stand the test of time. In this chapter, I'll talk about these weight loss principles which will serve as the backbone of whichever plan you choose. Knowing these principles ahead of time will help you understand and remember why you are doing the things you're doing. And just knowing these things can help you have peace of mind because you know you're working with your body and not against it. It will also equip you to have the knowledge to tweak your plan whenever your schedule changes or a surprise project deadline comes up like we typically get those, right? And it will also arm you with the experience to know exactly how to lose weight now and how to keep the weight off forever. I know it sounds cliche, but once you've decided on your adventure, you'll know what I mean. Next section, the foundation of losing fat and staying at your ideal body composition. It's not calorie counting. It's not following a specific diet. It's deeper than that. Blood sugar management is at the foundation of losing fat, maintaining good energy levels during the day, having a restful sleep, enhancing overall health metrics like blood pressure, cholesterol levels, etc., and having a feeling of well-being. At the very foundation of improving your health, blood sugar management is crucial because it affects how well or not well your body uses the fuel you feed it. Also, Maintaining healthy blood sugar levels produces inflammation, which is one of the main root causes of chronic conditions such as heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, etc. To give you an idea of how important this is to you and finally feeling well, losing the extra weight and keeping it off, let's talk about insulin. There's a note on the ebook. Losing weight and losing fat are not the same, but for the purpose of this book, I'll interchange them. I really understand, understood the role of insulin in blood sugar management when I did my three-year keto stint after my second pregnancy. Going on the ketogenic diet after that pregnancy was also the main thing that helped me drastically reduce my sugar addiction 
and improve my insulin sensitivity after my gestational diabetes scare, which I talked about in chapter one. In fact, this is the exact same slide I used when I taught my clients how insulin works. See figure one. So if you have the ebook, which you should, um, you can take a look at figure one in the ebook. Um, it becomes a bit sciencey here, but hang in there with me because it will be worth it. So figure one basically shows two cells, one with a glucose or sugar molecule attached to the insulin receptor and another with an open insulin receptor. The idea is simple. When sugar or carbs are high in our blood, our pancreas secrete insulin. Insulin then attaches to the receptor so that the cell can open the glucose channel so we can use glucose for energy. This is how normal cells in a healthy person without insulin resistance function. This is also the reason insulin has been dubbed the master hormone because it rules all hormones. So if you want to really understand how this works, I, I believe the, the picture, the figure one uh, picture will really help you understand this because I believe that seeing pictures and demonstrating it visually helps our understanding. So make sure that you really look at this uh, diagram and pictures so that you can see what's actually going on in a normally functional functioning cell without insulin resistance. So the problem happens when we eat too much carbs in our diet and we get insulin resistant or develop diabetes or even PCOS, which is basically another form of insulin resistance. This simply means that even if our pancreas secretes insulin, it's not able to bind to the receptor. As a result, we cannot absorb the glucose because its channel stays closed. That's why it's called insulin resistance. So you might be asking, where does the un unabsorbed glucose go? The simple answer is it turns into fat. So there's a star next to this next sentence I'm about to, to talk to say. It says, therefore, the amount of weight or fat we gain is directly correlated to the amount of insulin we produce over our lifetime. That is huge for me. When I realized that specific concept, that was just mind blowing for me. So I really wanted to just kind of highlight that and make sure that you understood what that means. So I'll just repeat it again, just for the sake of highlighting it. Therefore, the amount of weight or fat we gain is directly correlated to the amount of insulin we produce over our lifetime. So the opposite of insulin resistance is insulin sensitivity. This is when your body is able to stabilize your blood sugar because insulin is able to shuttle the extra glucose in your blood like after a big meal, by opening the glucose channel. So if blood sugar management is the key to losing fat and keeping it off forever, how do we do it without spending too many hours at the gym or eating like a bird? This is what brings me to showing you my top five most effective blood sugar management hacks. So this will ultimately, these hacks what they will enable to you to do is it will let you have a life 
and also enjoy your way to losing weight and staying at your ideal weight once you get there. Hack number one, take advantage of your morning fat burning period. The how is eat a late breakfast or skip breakfast altogether. Why? We all know cortisol as the stress hormone. Cortisol and insulin have opposing actions. This means that when one hormone goes up, the other goes down. Cortisol is elevated when we first wake up and it hits its peak between 6 and 8 a.m. because your body is gearing up for the day ahead. This also means that insulin is down. So during this time, if we're able to If we were to eat breakfast, which is usually high in carbs, like think cereal, think oatmeal, think all the high carby pancakes and waffles, right? Typically, this is the the typical American breakfast. So if we are eating breakfast at this time, we will trigger insulin to go up, which will cause cortisol to go down. This is not good for a few reasons. We need cortisol to be high in the morning to get us revved up and energized for the upcoming day. It's the alertness hormone. This is why we call it the the stress hormone because when we're stressed, cortisol is high. So if you were a cave woman who lived centuries ago, you wouldn't have the energy to hunt or run away if an animal was coming after you. Thank goodness you live in the modern world, right? In addition to this, growth hormone goes up along with cortisol. And growth hormone and cortisol are both known for their amazing capability to help us burn stored body fat. In short, you want to think of the time between when you wake up and 8 a.m. as a peak fat burning period. To do this, you'd want to eat a late breakfast or skip it altogether. If you must have breakfast, Try eating a low-carb one. Hack number two, produce less insulin. So remember I highlighted highlighted the amount of uh, insulin we produce is also directly correlated to how much fat or weight we gain in our lifetime. So this is why hack number two is about how to produce less insulin. So the how is take a 15-minute walk after each meal sounds very simple but it's very powerful why this one is simple glucose is high after a meal and your muscles and organs need glucose for fuel when you take a 15 minute walk after a big meal you will be helping insulin stabilize your blood sugar levels by shutting glucose into your muscles and organs that need that fuel So the less time glucose spends in your bloodstream, the less insulin your body has to produce. This is why I talk about figure one first, because it's very important that you understand how insulin works for the rest of the hacks that I'm going to talk to you uh, about in this book. So in general, keeping your body moving throughout the day is beneficial for overall health. The fitness world calls this non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT for short. This is just fancy wording for all the activities you do while you're not exercising, like walking to your car, taking the stairs, gardening, and so on. 
For example, I watch a Netflix documentary called Blue Zones. I highly recommend that you do if you haven't. It talks about the places in the world that have a high concentration of people who live above 100 years old and they still have their brains, like they still do normal everyday stuff. So in one episode, they talked about the common thing that the villages had in Sardinia, Italy. One of the blue zones was that they were surrounded by hills. So if a 101-year-old woman were to go to church, she would have to walk 10 minutes on an uphill path. This means that in general, one of the main reasons that people in Sardinian uh, in Sardinia stayed fit and lived longer was because of NEAT, the non-exercise activity thermogenesis. The bottom line is moving naturally throughout the day is good for you. That's really as easy as it gets. So yes, taking a 15-minute walk after every meal is a good habit to have. While you're at it, set an alarm on your phone to go off at the top of every hour so you can walk around the office or the house if you've been sitting in front of the computer or the TV for a while. You know, for 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 women who are like me, for example, I do most of my work in front of the computer. So this is important for me to like just uh, stand up every now and then and move myself around and maybe even like do lunges from my office to the, the coffee pot or to the bathroom, for example, just to get that extra uh, neat in. So the, the reason is remember from chapter one, the amount of weight or fat we gain is directly correlated to the amount of insulin we produce over our lifetime. So the more you move, the more you can shuttle those glucose into your cells for energy and the less time they'll spend in your bloodstream. So hack number three, take advantage of the power of intermittent eating. How? Stop calorie counting. Have bigger time intervals between your meals instead. For example, only eat two meals during an eight-hour period, or if you normally eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you skip one of them. Ideally, you skip breakfast or you skip dinner. That's basically intermittent eating. Why? This is essential. This is essentially intermittent eating or intermittent fasting. The explanation can take an entire book, but I'll put it uh, simply here for you. So when you go on a diet, I have like air quotes, uh, by eating a specific amount of calories in a day, like we traditionally do on a, a typical diet. So for example, if you reduce your, uh, your calories to 1200 calories a day, and you split that into four or five meals a day, <coughs> excuse me, your basal metabolic rate or BMR <coughs> goes down when you do this. So this is how we traditionally view diets, right? Calories in, calories out. It's not that simple. If it was, we would all be skinny, LOL. <laughs> if you don't know your BMR, you can get pretty close to your number by multiplying your current weight by 10. If you add things like walking or exercise to your activity, you can multiply your weight by 14 to 16 depending on how active you are so for example if your weight is 150 you multiply that by 10 if you're not that active um, and then if you are a little bit more active like you have exercise or you move pretty 
uh, often throughout the week uh, or throughout the day, uh, I would multiply that to 14 up to 16 depending on your activity level. So why does our BMR go down when we eat a specific amount of calories and those like four to five meals a day? In essence, we're training our body to be efficient at using that amount of calories a day. So the next time you eat more than that, because you reach your goal weight, let's say, for example, that's what you do. Once you reach your goal weight, oh, I'm going to go back to eating 1500 calories. Your body will still only use 1200 calories and store the rest, which is 300 calories here as body fat. So the most common example and illustration of this is the yo-yo effect that you most likely have experienced. I know I've experienced this, but the most common thing that we uh, can see this in is in the Biggest Loser con contestants. So the average Biggest Loser contestant loses 127 pounds in a six-month period. What happens though is that their BMR also drops an average of 789 calories a day, which causes them to gain all their weight back and then some once they resume their normal calorie intake. So maybe you've experienced a mini version of this. Now you know why it happens and how to not let it happen to you again. And the secret is this um, hack number three that we're talking about here. Another thing that we had to think of is the effect of reducing calorie intake on our friends, leptin and ghrelin. So these are hormones. Leptin is a hormone secreted by your fat cells to signal your brain that it's full. Ghrelin is your hunger hormone. When we reduce our calorie intake, ghrelin, the hunger hormone, goes up and leptin, the, the one that signals our brain that it's full, goes down. So that's why the intense hunger from this hormonal change is the reason it's hard to reduce our calorie intake by simply just doing that. So the next section talks about the power of intermittent eating and we're still on hack number three. Research has shown that having longer rest time between meals or intervals or fasting actually increases your basal metabolic rate by 12%. So even though this increase was seen in a four-day fast, you can still get small benefits, small percentage increases by skipping a meal or only eating over an eight-hour interval, such as, one, you will produce less insulin, which means you will burn more body fat and store less fat. Two, you will give your body a break from digestion so it can focus on repairing and healing other parts of your body. Three, you'll reduce your calorie intake without worrying that your BMR is going to go down. Remember, because we're not following a traditional calorie counting diet. Number four, you will benefit from a slight increase in basal metabolic rate. Number five, you will stabilize your ghrelin, the hunger hormone response, which makes intermittent eating and reducing the amount of calories you eat much easier over time. You're going to notice this happen when you actually have longer intervals in between meals. And last but not the least, there are hormonal changes that happen that increase your cells' ability to use their internal resources, meaning you get more out of the energy, the stored body fat that is already in your body, which then helps you burn more fat. 
if you want to read more on this last uh, benefit right here, you may want to read Metabolic Autophagy by Sim Land. S-I-M-L-A-N-D. That's his full name. So the, there's a star here in this uh, highlighted um, sentence. In essence, eating fewer meals a day in a shorter time frame will make you more insulin sensitive. This is the key to becoming a fat burning machine, which is what we all want, right? <laughs> Hack number four, time your carbs wisely. How? Exercise on an empty stomach, then eat carbs after a workout. Why? As you already know, insulin is down when you haven't had any food. To add to this, exercise is a good kind of stress. This means that you get the added energy from cortisol to fuel your workouts. So when you perform any physical activity such as HIIT, strength training, running, yoga, or Pilates, any activity at all on an empty stomach, you are able to get extra energy from cortisol and you can access stored body fat and use it for energy to fuel your workouts. That is a double win in my book and in your book now because you know this little insight. As for eating carbs after a workout, this is a nice one hour window that you can take advantage of because any carbs you consume during this time will go straight to your muscles for fuel, especially if you worked out on an empty stomach. So if you want to eat carbs, this is the best time to do it. it. I will give you specific recommendations and daily and weekly routine examples based on this, based on the adventure you choose in the upcoming chapters or episodes. Uh, in this case, since you're listening to the podcast audio version. Hack number five, tame stress. The Hidden Sugar Spiker. How? Manage your stress by living in the present. Why? Another thing that triggers a blood sugar spike is stress. This is helpful if the trigger of the stress is a lion chasing you around and you are running for your dear life. Reviewing the relationship between cortisol and insulin is helpful here. So cortisol and adrenaline levels go up when we are stressed. So we can use glucose for energy. Hence, that's why the blood sugar levels are high when we're stressed. Or in this case, during the fight or flight response when you're being chased by a lion. This means because cortisol is up, that insulin is down. So this response makes sense because when we want to prioritize running away from the lion instead of digesting, then the blood sugar will be high um, because we want to use that uh, glucose for energy. But then um, in this case, in a short term stress, like being chased by a lion, blood sugar will eventually go down when the stressor or the lion goes away or when we're safe up sitting on a high tree branch. <laughs> uh, but what happens in the modern world is um, we deal with chronic stress, right? So chronic means that your body is constantly thinking that you're being chased by a lion. <laughs> when this happens repeatedly over time, blood sugar levels are high over time also. So this means that our pancreas is constantly secreting insulin and we can eventually develop insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes. 
if left unchecked or untamed, abnormal blood sugar levels can lead to a host of other chronic diseases such as high cholesterol, high blood pressure, heart disease, and so on. Basically, when blood sugar levels are high constantly, because stress is high constantly, this ultimately leads to inflammation and then inflammation causes all those diseases that I just mentioned. So remember, insulin is the master hormone that acts like a key to open a glucose channel. When cortisol and adrenaline are high constantly, as when we're constantly stressed, insulin stops working properly. In this case, insulin is like that annoying neighbor that shows up all the time at your door and always wants to talk to you for hours as if you don't have kids to take care of or a job to get to. After a while, you stop answering the door and pretend you're not home, right? So the same thing happens to your cell when insulin is not working properly. The door to your glucose channel stays closed. This is why it's called insulin resistance. So I'll make this hack super simple for you. We usually experience stress when our mind is worrying about the future or focused on the bad things that happens in the past. Guess what? This means that by simply pulling yourself back into the present moment, you can instantly remove stress from your life. You can do this by simply paying attention to your breath, your body, your environment, how your uh, legs feel and your butt feel on the chair that you're sitting in, sitting on just for a few minutes, right? Just bring it back here in the here and now. I sometimes also just like say, I am here, I am here, I am here. That usually helps me just kind of uh, focus and like my brain to kind of sync up with the rest of my body and say that I am here. So um, you can even close your eyes if it helps you focus. That usually, like if you do this one, one minute a day, whenever you remember, I feel like that's going to make a huge difference in your life. So I did say it was going to be super simple, but I also know it's not easy. So it, at, at first, like with any habit, it takes some time to remember to do it and then to actually do it. So, but the more that you consist, consistently do it, then it becomes now this new habit. That's ultimately how we develop habits, right? But this mindfulness habit can go a long way in reducing stress, stress and blood sugar spikes when you do it throughout the day over a long period of time. This is one of those habits that your body will thank you for and will help your body work with you instead of against you. So those are the top five hacks from chapter two. The next section is going to talk about appetite versus cravings. What's the difference? I wanted to include a quick discussion here about appetite versus cravings because there are, these are two things that we deal with on a daily basis, especially when we want to lose weight. I believe that when you understand this difference, it's going to help you to stick to your plan long term. When you manage your blood sugar based on the tips and strategies I mentioned in this book so far, and you apply them consistently, you most likely will keep hunger at bay because the hunger hormone ghrelin won't be activated as much except for real hunger signals, of course, when it's functioning properly. Cravings, on the other hand, is an entirely different story. From my experience, I noticed that three things affected my cravings. One, not being properly hydrated. 
to not having enough sleep, which causes stress and vice versa. And then three, not having sufficient vitamins and minerals in my diet. After I'm fully hydrated and the cravings persist, I will do a mental check and ask, am I under stress? Did I get enough sleep last night? Did I take my multivitamin? Going through this mental list consciously has helped me train my body to perform better over time so that it can work with me instead of against me. But training your body to work with you means that you want to be intentional about what you put into it and pay attention or bring awareness to the signals it's giving you. Paying attention to its signals also helps you discover certain triggers that just come with having done something for so long. For example, if you want to start skipping dinner and you normally get hungry at nighttime because you've eaten dinner at this time for most of your life, by knowing that it is a normal response, you can simply ignore the signal and wait for the hunger wave to stop. Which brings me to the next section fasting and hunger waves. Have you ever been so busy at work that lunchtime came and you felt hungry? But maybe you had a deadline to meet or you wanted to finish a specific specific part of your project before you took your lunch break so you decided to push through. Before you knew it, the hunger went away and it felt like you could go for hours without eating. This is what I call hunger waves. Hunger doesn't tend to last a while. It comes in waves. Typically, it can last anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. This window of time is usually when I would do my troubleshooting mental check that I mentioned. So I look at my hydration, uh, am I stressed, um, and so on. Uh, If I'm not planning on satisfying that hunger, like if I am following like a specific interval, um, like if I'm intermittent eating, or intentionally doing a 24 or 48-hour fast, which which we'll talk about in a different adventure. Again, by consciously being aware of your triggers or the time of the day, you can overcome hunger if you desire to. Because again, hunger waves don't last. They just come in waves. And then last but not least from this chapter, a note on diets and what to eat. I'm not advocating any specific diet or way of eating in this book for the same reason that this is a choose your adventure book. You are unique. I believe that most women can feel better and start losing weight by simply applying the tips I mentioned in this chapter and really paying close attention to how you feel after you eat certain foods. But in general, I try to keep my food sources as natural as possible. This means that I hardly eat anything out of a box unless it's a treat. I talk about treats and guilt-free eating days in chapter 5, or in this case, episode 5 of the podcast. For the most part, my meals are very simple. It consists of some type of protein, such as eggs for breakfast, lean ground beef, chicken thighs, or lean pork with white rice. That's literally my meal. It doesn't matter if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Um, those are my choices, my main choices, and I keep it simple because we're busy. I, you know, if I want to cook a fancy meal or a treat, um, I will cook it in, over the weekend. So I get my need to have variety during the week from the way I season my meats or the way I cook them so I can have different flavor profiles. 
So sometimes I will make gravy with pork or beef stew meat by using santan gum as a thickener instead of flour or cornstarch. So santan gum is a low carb thickener um, and it's also gluten free. When I feel like it or when I have time, I will make a veggie side dish or eat a salad on the side. Otherwise, I get my vitamins and minerals from my Balance Bliss multivitamin gummy from Vivid Vitality Wellness, of course. Conclusion. Your body is powerful and highly adapt adaptive, especially when you give it the right foods, vitamins, minerals, and facility at the right time. You now have the knowledge to shift your body into fat burning mode at any given time of the day. But the real trick is to pick the right strategies that work for you and your lifestyle. In the following chapters, I outline weight loss adventures one, two, and three. From here, you can choose your own adventure based on the overview of each below. Weight loss adventure one is a beginner's blueprint, blood sugar and pounds lost. That's the title of chapter three. <coughs> Excuse me. This chapter will teach you how to incorporate small changes into your routine. To your routine. The results may be slower compared to the other adventures, but the longer you do it, the better your body will perform. If you want to choose this adventure, skip to chapter three on page 20 or the next episode. Weight loss adventure two, level up intermediate glycemic management and weight loss. This adventure incorporates strength training into your routine and this chapter explains the short-term and long-term benefits of adding it to your lifestyle. You will experience results faster than if you did weight loss adventure one with the added benefit of building muscles and enhanced brain function. If you want to choose this adventure, skip to chapter four or episode four. Chapter four is on page 28 of the book. Weight loss adventure three, the fast track, advanced sugar management for weight loss. This adventure incorporates strength training and fasting into your routine. You will experience results the fastest when you choose this plan, which can help you stay motivated even at the beginning of your weight loss journey. This is also the adventure I went through to lose 18 pounds in 18 weeks at 41 years old. It doesn't require you to spend hours at the gym or half of your day meal prepping or most of your Sunday at that, for that matter. Uh, losing one pound a week is easy and very possible for most women who choose this plan. If you want to choose this adventure, skip to chapter 5 on page 34 or episode 5 of the podcast. But first, check out four different ways to enjoy weight loss adventure, your weight loss adventure on the next page. <laughs> so the next section is four different ways to enjoy your weight loss adventure. Option one, pick one that you will stick with for long term. Option two, start at weight loss adventure one and then level up as your body heals and feels better because it will. Option three. Choose the most effective one that will give you the quickest results if you are motivated by that. And option four, choose the most effective one to help you reach your goal faster. Then use weight loss adventures one or two to maintain your results once you reach your ideal weight. There's also bonus sections in each weight loss adventure chapter. In my decade long fitness coaching career, 
I have worked with thousands of clients who had metabolic and chronic medical conditions. Most of the time, their situations can be easily improved with the support of supplements. As part of their nutrition coaching with us, we recommended certain supplement sets that will give them the momentum they need to succeed and thrive so that they're working with their bodies and not against them. That's a big theme um, in what I do. And, um, you know, with the supplement brand, Vivid Vitality, and also with the intention of writing this book that's ultimately helping your body working with you and not against you and you working with your body we have thousands of before and after pictures to show for the results that we've been able to help our clients uh, achieve during that time uh, of my career and many of them still order from me today actually uh, with a different supplement brand because that's before i created Vivid vitality but because they realize just how much the supplements help them stick to their plan consistently and make their journey smoother and more effortless so this will be in each chapter as you go through each weight loss adventure so i've taken a good amount of time to put together specific sets by vivid vitality wellness my supplement brand and passion project for each weight loss adventure along with a short description of the ingredients and what the supplement can do for your weight loss blood sugar management stress management and health goals you'll find this bonus section toward the end of each adventures chapter friendly reminders before we move forward to the next episode or the next adventure that you're going to take on first all plans will help you keep your results over the long run if you are able to apply them consistently so the best tip is the one that you can stick with because it's sustainable for you second reminder is consistency on an easy to follow plan is better than a plan that you didn't do because it was too hard this is also the reason why i gave you different options in this chapter to go through whichever plan you choose because i want you to have that freedom to ultimately choose one that will that that resonates the best with you and where you are in your journey if you don't want something that's hard don't start there right um so just pick and choose and i gave you all of the options um to to be able and the information to be able to choose what you want to do moving forward reminder last reminder each weight loss adventure chapter is, is complete on its own so it may seem like i'm repeating information you've already read so feel free to ski, skip through those sections if it feels familiar or sounds familiar you've already read it just go ahead and skip that section so ready for the next step go to the adventure of your choice now That's a wrap, my wellness sister. We hope today's chapter has enriched your path toward health and happiness that comes from a strong foundation. If you're eager to dive deeper, don't forget that the full Sweet Freedom Weight Loss for Women 40 Plus book is available as an ebook for your convenience. And if today's episode has given you that aha moment or helped you in any way, do us a favor and share it with your bestie. We believe in the power of community and shared knowledge. And don't forget to follow us on social media to keep up with all the latest updates, tips, and community stories. To get your hands on the ebook version and explore our curated range of products that complement your wellness journey, visit our website at vividvitalitywellness.com. Until our next chapter, remember, wellness is not a destination, it's a way of life. 
Let's continue to live vividly and live well together. This is Anna Dornier saying goodbye until our next episode. Thank you for being a part of this wellness journey with us. Thank you.